Devin, can you pass me my sweater? Don't you mean your cardigan? Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Call It What You Want from Reputation. And today, we are discussing the song Cardigan <laughs> from Folklore. Finally, we get to finish discussing the Teenage Love Triangle. Yes, Teenage Love Triangle folklore. Woo! And just a note about the Teenage Love Triangle, guys. Songs went A, B, C. That is wild. Pretty cool. Do you think she knew it? Yeah, definitely. She, she definitely knew it. August Betty Folk. <laughs> August Betty Cardigan. Yes. I love it. Cardigan is the second track on Folklore. Folklore was released on July 24th. 2020, and this song was co-written by Aaron Dessner. Cardigan has yet to be performed live, unfortunately. I can't wait to see her perform this Mm -hmm. one live. However, she did perform it acoustically with Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dessner on her new documentary at the Long Pond Studios. Yeah, that was so good. Such a good doc. If you guys haven't seen it already, check it out. Of yeah. course, like all of the they, Swifties I'm have. sure I've all seen it. <laughs> I'm basically talking about people who aren't Swifties who are listening to this because it's you and me. Yes. Yes. Watch the Long Pond Sessions. Watch it. They're so good. Cardigan <laughs> also has a music video, which was used for the release of the album. It premiered at midnight on July 24th, 2020 at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And it has since received 76 million views. It's pretty big. Yeah. It's pretty big. So, Devin, what do you think of this song? What do I think of this song? I love this song so much. It is absolutely in my top 20 Taylor songs currently. Mm -hmm. Like, without a doubt. I mean, it is just so my vibe. Mm. It is that chill, like, I'm gonna sit and just, you know hang out and listen to Cardigan and like all of those songs that are like it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like this really wonderful listening experience Mm -hmm. for me. And it was so cool that this song was our first introduction to the folklore era. Yeah, totally. Which, you know, July 24th hits and we're like, oh, bam, surprise album. And we're all like, what? And she's like, music video at midnight. We're all like, Okay. (laughs) And so we click play on the music video and it just starts this like whimsical cabin folklore thing. This was also your first midnight release listening at midnight, right? Of hers. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Yeah. Totally. No one knew what to expect, Mm -hmm. you know? It it was, she hadn't done anything prior to this except a couple of teaser pictures on her Instagram, Mm -hmm. right? So the fact that this was the intro to the folklore era was such a cool experience. Yeah. And the song itself is just such a culmination, I think, of the era. It mm-hmm. describes it perfectly in both how it feels and how it, you know, sounds and just the alternative aspect of it. We didn't know what genre this was going to be. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she's writing something that sounds totally different from Lover. Yeah. Which was just really cool. And at first I was like, yeah, I don't know if this sounds like Taylor. Mm. And then you listen to it and you're like, 
oh no, this is Taylor. Like it's got the lyric, mm-hmm. it's got the vibe, yeah. it's got her sultry voice that just brings you right in and you're just like, okay, here we go. All right, new era yep. of Taylor. I'm totally into it. So for me, what makes the song a top 20 mm-hmm. are the choruses. Mm-hmm. The melodic line of each chorus, basically. So when she sings, I knew you dancing in your Levi's, drunk under a street light, I, each time she goes back to that chorus mm-hmm. is so pleasing to my ear. I knew you dancing in your Levi's drunk under the streetlight. I I mean, it's just the way it flows. It's so beautiful. And then the final time when she gets out of the bridge and she comes back into the chorus and, you know, the Peter losing Wendy Mm -hmm. and then father running like water. I I mean, it just, and it builds a little Mm -hmm. bit and it just moves like, it's just so good and i am so here for folklore era taylor Mm -hmm. because as we've talked about in the august and betty episodes like this just gives her so much free reign to do whatever she wants Mm -hmm. with her music now and she talked about it in the long pond session she's like i can do what i want to do like i can do what things that are fulfilling to me. Yeah. I can write music that doesn't have to be teeny bopper, you know, like. Mm-hmm. When it, I mean, she'd already started doing that, but also music that wasn't autobiographical. Sure. So big yeah. yeah. Or that had to, as we said, you know, conform to pop ideals. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And then of course her collaboration with Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dessner on this, their influences on her mm-hmm. in it are just like really cool and have allowed her to just kind of explode with this new found energy. Mm-hmm. What about you? I know. Sorry, I just talked about I know. I know this is one of your faves. Yeah. <laughs> I also love this song. I think Taylor just sounds so good on it. Like, I love how her voice has really just matured and it's just like deeper, almost pure. I don't know how to say it. Like, it's just like very mm. clear, her voice, mm-hmm. you know? it's You can just tell it's just coming out of her. There's mm-hmm. no like trying. It's just yeah. like, this is her voice. So it feels like very like honest. Mm. I don't know. And then I just love the idea of Betty looking back on her teen years and reflecting. And the idea of when you are young, they assume you know nothing. Mm-hmm. Contrasted later when she says, I knew everything when I was young. Yeah. Um, I think people so often underestimate teenagers and teen relationships, kind of like the more distant they get from them. Mm. Also, the whole like, I knew everything when I was young. I feel like it points to a time in life before like, life disappoints you or it lets you down when you're certain of like what's going to happen where you're going and often life has other plans Mm -hmm. but often life has other plans but when we're young we assume that you know we know what we're where we're doing where we're going and that we're in control of it which in a lot of ways we're not so in terms of the i knew everything when i was young compared to they say we don't know anything Mm -hmm. when we're young I think that that's a dig if we're talking about the triangle, the lover, the teenage lover triangle, Mm -hmm. that it's a dig at James Mm -hmm. because he's the one that actually didn't know anything and he's who people are talking about, Mm -hmm. but she actually did know. Like when, when he messed up in Betty and with, uh, with Augustine. Yeah. That is something that she knows she knew better. And she also knew, like, she knew he was going to come back to her after all mm-hmm. that happened. She knew. And I mean, and she was right. He did. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of that idea of like womanly intuition almost, too. Mm. 
when you have your gut tells you something, you know. Yeah. And I just I feel like I can relate to that idea. But like in high school, I feel like I was more certain about life because I hadn't been shown otherwise almost and more idealistic about how things could go. And I definitely think I was my smartest while I was still in school. too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they assume you know nothing, but I feel like I was at my peak intelligence Probably in college, not in high school, uh, but just being around people who are constantly learning. Yeah. Whereas sometimes when we become adults, I feel like we stop, Yeah. which is a whole other thought. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just interesting for me to think back on my high school relationship and how I thought I had everything mm-hmm. figured out. I thought I knew myself fully and like I knew where I was going and I could not have been more wrong. Yeah. Like so, so different. My view of what my life was going to be versus oh, yeah. what I ended up becoming and who I am. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And so I think it's interesting, that idea of life happens and you mature and you gain perspective on who you were when you were young. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you didn't know anything then. You still knew yourself then. Yeah. And you knew the people around you. You knew you, you know, at that point. Like, you knew what you were at that point. Yeah. But you didn't know what you were going to become. What? Yeah. <laughs> I the don't know. butterfly you would become. You were in a cocoon. <laughs> I just think, yeah, I just think it's very interesting showing that, like, you know, Betty's like, well, I knew this was going to happen, mm. but everyone else was like, oh, these silly like, teenagers. he's just a silly boy. Yeah. Like, you let him, let him pass. Yeah. He only cheated on you for a whole summer. <laughs> it's fine. You two are in love. But, yeah, but Devin, she danced. Yeah, I know. It's her <laughs> fault. It's her fault it all happened. No. Absolutely no, not. No, absolutely not. That was, that was... Uh, James really knows nothing. Really knows nothing. I mean, and he also says, I'm only 17. I was walking home on broken cobblestones and this girl shows up, like my (laughs) darkest dreams. And uh uh-oh. Us here at Tate Z think James is a dum-dum. (laughs) Dum-dum. The Cardigan music video was directed by Taylor herself. Yeah. Who also styled her own hair, makeup, and clothing as it was shot during the pandemic with a very limited team. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, this was her second directing thing because she had done The Man. Yes. And that was her, like, debut, right? Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool to see the difference between those two music videos. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this was really big for her because this was a huge step in a totally different direction from where she was yeah not even in the terms of the style of the music but she was doing things on her own she, How had, she was releasing things mm-hmm. no rollout not having any of the crazy press beforehand mm-hmm. or like of the walmart pre-sale or any of that stuff mm-hmm. so this was just a totally new frontier for her and it was really cool to see what she did with it and it was also really cool again in the long con studio Uh, documentary to hear about like how she took all of that energy that was just kind of like humming at the beginning of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and put it towards this Mm -hmm. and everything and moving forward and instead of just kind of like putzing and watching stagnant created Mm -hmm. yeah so it was really cool so this music video again was our intro into the folklore era Mm -hmm. and the opening shot on the piano and her hands is just so neat. Mm. The whimsical feel of it. I mean, the whole video just has this aura of fairy tales. Mm-hmm, and definitely. Like woodland fairies and magic and... Yeah, and she even references Peter losing Wendy, mm-hmm. Peter Pan vibes. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It was a really neat way to experience the 
song for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool because in the video, she finds herself in various settings. She finds herself in the woods. Mm-hmm. She finds herself lost out at sea. It's cool because like the juxtaposition of that, the woods are very calming for her. And it's a very in- inviting kind of magical mm-hmm. presence for her. And she's sitting there at the piano that's like made of ivy and leaves and stuff. And then she hops back in and then she's like lost out at sea. Mm-hmm. And it's a completely new aspect of well this is just my theory but i think that those are the two conflicting ideas of what this album was for her Mm. you know and and what this song represents for her interesting you have the like catharsis and the wonderment but then you also have the like the anxiety and the turmoil and the who knows if people are gonna like this and who knows like i'm literally like throwing myself out there to see to see what will happen but what's really really cool about both of them is that she has the piano and the music mm-hmm. that ground her. Mm-hmm. And that no matter where she is, and no matter like what is happening, she has the music to come back to that yeah. will always hold her down. Yeah. Which is such a cool image in this music video. And then, of course, like her literally getting into the piano. Yeah, and like clinging <laughs> to the piano as she's like in the middle of the sea. Yeah. Yeah. That is just such a really cool. And then she finds herself back in the cabin mm-hmm. and she puts on her cardigan. Yeah. And and then she just looks up at the camera and mm-hmm. she's like, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, like I went, th- this was an experience that I am so like excited to share with you guys mm-hmm. and like, and like, welcome to folklore. I love that macro view of it. Because the way I took it was similar, but mm-hmm. it was about the Betty James relationship. Okay. okay. So that the song and the different location she ends up in is her telling how she felt about that relationship. Like the good parts, mm. reminiscing on it. And then the turmoil that happens. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to that cardigan and being like, I'm safe. Yeah. That's that's how I view yeah. it. But I like that macro look on totally. it too. As it, because it is the intro to this era. Uh-huh. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. any any other comments about the music video from you? Yeah, I mean, I just, I also love the magic of it mm-hmm. and how beautiful the settings are and how beautiful that pixie dust that she mm-hmm. follows is. Uh, it's just very magical. I think her acting in the video is really good. It's, you mm-hmm. know, because it's just these beautiful scenes and Taylor and she's so dressed so simply, like she just looks gorgeous and it's just her. I don't know. I think, like, she just presents herself so clearly in Totally. It. Also, I have to mention that the video did have a couple of Easter eggs in it for other things in the Folklore album. Oh, right, um, right. On the wall was her grandfather's portrait, who we later learned that the song Epiphany was about. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a painting of a White House that Taylor apparently painted her during her first week in quarantine that's on the wall there. They oh. shoot to it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to really rewatch it again. Yeah. Like, I, I rewatched it for this, but I didn't know about that. And I, yeah, I just agree that also at the end, when she makes it through all the turmoil and comes out the other side, like through the piano and puts on that cardigan, it's just like such a perfect ending. And also the fact that then they sold the cardigan. Yeah. It's just <laughs> such great marketing. Such great marketing. You know, you see her in that and you're like, I need that you're like, cardigan. I, I need it. I need it. And the only reason I didn't order it is because I didn't, I like to touch fabrics before I order them and I wasn't sure if it was going to be soft, mm. which I will say my era sweatshirt is soft, but the folklore waffle shirt I ordered is not. Ah. So that is something that is important. Is is the cardigan comfy? If anybody bought it, is it is it comfy? Let us know. Please. 
It's so cute, though. It is incredibly And I cute. love the stars on the elbows referring to you drew stars around my scars, oh, that line. so good. Such a, it's just like really perfect tie-in. The merch for this era has been so fantastic. And then Taylor, on the visuals in this video, Taylor had said, I was inspired by the feeling of isolation and how that can be either freeing or terrifying and how it causes you to reminisce on the past. Interesting. Yeah. And it's just like that quote coming from, you know, quarantine and creating this album. I think a lot of us can relate to how we felt in isolation in terms Mm -hmm. of being like, wow, how free I am without a job, but then also how terrifying am I unemployed and just that feeling of feeling trapped, but also being like, we can do whatever we want. But then also that reminiscing on the past, I feel like even us choosing to start this podcast, yes, Folklore inspired it, but then thinking about Taylor's history and how much I love the music and wanted to share that with Mm -hmm. you, like, I feel like being in isolation has caused all of us to reflect on ourselves and who we are and our pasts. And so I feel like it's really cool that Taylor was going through this experience that same way, but then she relays it into this Betty and James character reflecting on their relationship. Absolutely. I think it's so cool. And how, again, like, she just makes me feel like I haven't done anything these whole eight months because she's released two albums. But we can't all be Taylor's. I know. But like, (laughs) I know that she has the means to do it. And I know that she has the the skill and the the talent and the freaking genius to do it. And, you know, it's not like all of us have, you know, Jack Antonoff as a friend to create music (laughs) with. I mean, this podcast is pretty good, all things considered. (laughs) Hey, Jack Antonoff's from Jersey. I could be the next Jack Antonoff. Yeah, you could be the new Jack Antonoff. Guys, I'm from Jersey. (gasps) I think I've mentioned that before, actually, and when we talked about Someone you talk about Bruce. Oh, I talk about Bruce all the time. All the time. And there's, like, a meme that was online that said, like, things Taylor Swift did during the pandemic, uh, released two completely new albums, and it's, like, things I did during the pandemic, memorize every line of those two yeah. albums. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's an accomplishment. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, my God. That's so good. I love it. I mean, just one album would have been cool. But, you know, We're she's just like, eh. she's like, eh. you know, I, I had all this material. and Well, well we're happy for her for feeling so fulfilled. Too. Oh, I know. Absolutely. I mean, without these albums, I think, A, this podcast wouldn't exist. Would not exist. B, this podcast wouldn't exist. <laughs> C. <laughs> C, what music would I have listened to? Exactly. <laughs> we wouldn't listen to anything this, like, we would have just been so, like, Ugh, the whole time. Uh, yeah, I mean, you honestly, know? I feel like these albums, like, really, like, Gave us some some sort of uh, life preserve through 2020. I also think that it makes you a better human being if you listen to Taylor Swift. <laughs> Especially Folklore Nevermore. I feel like if everybody in the world listened to Folklore Nevermore, it would be a better place. Probably. I'd, I'd agree with that. Anywho. Now, we get to our segment of... Gossip. As we've hinted at and mentioned, this song is one of the three that make up the folklore teenage love triangle. For those of you who have been listening since the beginning, you know we already covered August and Betty from Folklore. So if you haven't heard those episodes, go back and listen to them so you get the full picture of the teenage love triangle. Yeah, and if you're listening to this, you should listen to August, Betty, and Cardigan all again together to like just get the vibe. You yeah, know? and also hear how we felt 
as we learned more about the album mm-hmm. from Taylor, because she's yeah. revealed more things. We've seen performances. Yeah, because August, we recorded August, like, almost five months ago. Yeah, how crazy is that? Wow. Well, because that's when it was released. Cardigan's from Betty's perspective, Betty is from James's perspective, and August is from Augustine's perspective, which Taylor gave us that name in the Long Con Sessions. when we did August, we didn't know that her name was Augustine. Yeah. But now we do. Yep. Retroactive. Yes. Each song in the Teenage Love Triangle makes references to the other songs. Specifically in Cardigan, Betty refers to the triangle with the lyric, Chase two girls, lose the one. Mm. Yep. As well as the lines toward the end of the song when she says, I knew you'd miss me once the thrill expired, and you'd be standing in my front porch light, and I knew you'd come back to me, you'd come back to me. Mm. As we know from the song Betty, James does come back to Betty and asks her back while standing on her front porch. Mm -hmm. In that song, he also mentions Betty standing in her cardigan. So it all ties together, which I just love. According to Taylor, this song started with the imagery of a cardigan that still bears the scent of loss 20 years later. I love when she comes up with these poetic lines that inspire her. It's really cool. That's such a specific image. I know. It's so Taylor. Like, that kind of an image doesn't come to most people. (laughs) Like, here's my cardigan that smells of loss 20 20 years. years. (laughs) But maybe if it was, like, an ex-lover's cardigan, sure, you know? Sure, <laughs> sure. Like if it was Jake Gyllenhaal's cardigan. Yeah, Spooky. maybe. I don't know if he wore cardigans then. Taylor also said the song is about a lost romance and why young love is often fixed so permanently within our memories. Mm. Why it leaves such an indelible mark. Mm. I love that line. Um, and it goes back to that idea of, um, you know, the song, The First Cut is the Deepest. You know? uh, that mm-hmm. first love and that young love. It, it, sure. it really marks you because you've never experienced it before. Right. Like you never forget your first love. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Taylor confirmed what many fans had already theorized in the Long Pond studio sessions that Cardigan is from Betty's perspective, but from 20 to 30 years later. She said that Betty is looking back on this love that was this tumultuous thing. In my head, I think Betty and James end up together, but he really put her through it. (laughs) Just want to add that many fans were pretty sad that Betty took James back, and I personally think Betty can do better than James. Totally. But, you know, it might just be my bias against uh, high school boys, Mm. (laughs) high school relationships. I have a personal bias there. But I I feel like Betty, she could have done better than James who cheated on her. Like, he knew better. Yes, he was a 17-year-old boy, but still. Yeah, I don't know. It's... You know, always a cheater, always a cheater. Am I right? Yeah, I wish we also had more perspective, too, on how their relationship ended up in the end. And if it was this great big love or, like, did they get divorced 20 years later? And we could take the songs into context that way if we listened to it the way that Tumblr Post said to listen to it. Where Betty was Rebecca Harkness. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it ends up with him dying in war. (laughs) This is true. And, um... (laughs) So then it becomes this. And her becoming a widow and then getting married to that guy and who dies in the last Great American Dynasty. Oh, Bill. Bill. Bill was the heir to the Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So if we look at it that way, that's what happens. There was also a line in Cardigan that many fans pointed to that they felt brought Taylor's life into the song, Mm. um, which was the opening verse. uh, Vintage tea, brand new phone, high heels on cobblestones. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. Sequin smile, black lipstick, sensual politics. When they are young, they assume you know nothing. Mm-hmm. Fans have speculated that each line of this verse refers to past 
eras hmm. of Taylor's. So vintage tea, brand new phone, refers to red and Taylor's fashion during that time. High heels on cobblestones refers to 1989 and Taylor living in Tribeca, which famously still has cobblestone streets. Wow. Sequin smile black lipstick referring to the reputation era style. Uh-huh. And sensual politic referencing her latest album, Lover. Interesting. The theory hasn't been confirmed, but I really like it and I feel like it works pretty well. Whoa. Yeah. That's a really cool theory. Yeah, you hadn't heard that one? No. Yeah. I like it. I feel like high heels on cobblestone is such a specific sure. image that doesn't exist in many places. Like, it's a very much New York going out image. Mm-hmm. Like, even other places that have cobblestones, people might not be wearing high heels on them. Mm-hmm. That's such, like, a trendy New York thing. Totally. Yeah. However, when you look back in the song Betty, when he was walking home on broken cobblestones and she pulled uh, up with her high heels on those cobblestones true. and she's got a sequined smile and black lipstick but we probably. do think that betty and james this relationship is in the suburb somewhere outside new york because they talk about heartbeat on the high line indeed which is the new york park the high line that was yeah. made from a converted railroad yeah. line yep so who knows so yeah it's it's interesting just how taylor brought in like different elements of what she knew mm-hmm and then what she envisioned and imagined to create this song. Pretty cool. Very cool. I, that's a really neat theory. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, and I think it works in terms of how Taylor started. Um, in, every song wasn't just like one specific idea. She started incorporating many ideas mm-hmm. into her songs, which she talked about in the Long, Long Pond Studio sessions, that like there are certain songs that are not about one thing. They're right. about many things. Right. Which a lot of artists do. And I think it's cool being able to pull those things as you look at these songs. Totally. Yeah. Super cool. Devin, what's your favorite line from this song? So I like all of the lines, but if I had to pick, I would say the image of, but I knew you'd linger like a tattooed kiss. I knew you'd haunt all of my what ifs. Yeah. Like, the, it doesn't even need an explanation. No, it's just so good. It's just such an incredible lyric. I knew you'd linger like a tattooed kiss. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so it's the verb linger, mm-hmm. and that has negative connotation to it. You're lingering because, like, you know, instead of something else where you're staying or you... Lingering could be a longing, too. But linger... Don't you think of, like, somebody who's just kind of, like, in the corner, like, lingering? Yeah, but I also think of it like, oh, I don't want to go home. Okay, okay. But then a tattooed Mm -hmm. kiss is, like, an oxymoron in a way because, like, a kiss can be very... Mm Mm-hmm. And that sound was <laughs> was sudden and abrupt, and it can come out of nowhere. Tattoo is forever, mm-hmm. and so that image of a tattooed kiss is like this, you know, like lipstick that's just like stuck and linger on your too. neck, like it's not going anywhere. He's still. It's lingering. just like it's there, and mm-hmm. like there are just so many other words that she could have used, but those words in that specific mm-hmm. structure is just mind-bogglingly brilliant. Well, and also the idea of a tattooed kiss also almost as if it's a scar. Like, yeah. the first love is that scar, mm-hmm. and it lingers because it affects those other future mm. loves. God, it's so good. Yeah. And then you'd haunt all of my what-ifs. Mm-hmm. Just. I don't need to say anything else. Yeah. What about you? It's my same. <laughs> That's also my favorite line. Same favorite line. I was, I was trying to pick a different one, but like when you get to that point in the song, I just love it so much. I was like, I can't lie and say that's not my favorite line because it is. 
And it goes leading into the smell of smoke would hang around this long because I knew everything when I was young. Mm. I like the whole thing put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the haunting of what ifs, I just think that idea of young love and uh, heartbreak and that idea of what if is just such like a common sure. theme. And that same like until you move past it, until you grow up, until you mature. Mm-hmm. It's such a, the idea of love is so caught up in these weird what ifs. Yeah. Which is also ties into her first song, The One. Yep. It would have been fun if you would have been the one. It's yeah. just, so it's interesting that that idea that she's exploring here with young love. Yeah. And how easy it is to think what if, mm-hmm. you know, because then your brain can just fantasize about anything. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And it, it can get really spooky sometimes yeah and especially with the first love that maybe didn't work out yeah and if you specifically were not the one that broke it off or you didn't do the hurting Mm -hmm. and you can't understand why this happened like what if what if augustine had never showed up yeah exactly or if he had said no or Or she had danced with the guy at the gym yeah yeah it's it's all very interesting she didn't take him back or all of this stuff Yeah. yeah Personally, I just like I don't love the idea of what ifs. Mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really spend my life thinking about what ifs or regretting anything. But I think that it is very a very human thought, especially when she was that line she had about thinking about your past in isolation. It's mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I like it in the context of this song a lot. Totally. And also what's really cool is that, um, I mean, we're going to get to this in a, a very long time because it's a tea song, but this idea of um, this kind of connecting also to Tis the Damn Season and that mm. idea of that first love and maybe returning to them. and Yeah. yeah. So Gap, on a scale of one to ten old cardigans under someone's bed, Ooh. how many would you give this song? So I am going to give this song eight old cardigans under someone's bed. Okay. I think it's a really good song. I think it introed this era super well. Um, I love to listen to it. I love the vibes of it. I like how chill it is. I think it's a beautiful song. It's just not one of my top tiers. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because I have so many top tiers. Sure. But eight is a great rating. You do have so a lot of tens. I do have a lot of tens. I also think, and I don't think that this is like necessarily a good thing, but it's just the truth for me. I think when I relate to a song more... It's higher in my book, lyrically. Sure, sure. I don't think that means it's a better song or not. It just connects to me in a different mm, way. Interesting. Yeah, which I know is not the way that you rate your songs. Yeah. Yeah. So from one to ten, old cardigans under someone's bed, what would you rate this song? I'm going to give this song ten. Woo! Damn, is this your first ten? No. Oh, I didn't know. No. Um, Second. All Too Well was a ten. Uh-huh. And then uh, Christmas Tree Farm is a ten. Oh, right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Duh. The Christmas Tree Farm was it's a Christmas 10. Correct. Yeah. It's a Christmas 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of 10. <laughs> You're right. So this is my second 10. Awesome. All Too Well and now Cardigan. Actually, there are a lot of sea songs that are in my top 20. Cool. So Very we're, we're getting to a bunch of them. I'm very cool. excited. So Cardigan, I mean... This is one of the songs on folklore that I can listen to literally on repeat Mm. without any sense of getting old or anything. Mm. I mean, it is just everything that I like in a song because they're usually when I listen to music by myself, at least it's chill vibe music Mm. because it's I'm either like on the computer or I'm doing work or I'm, you know, like just hanging out or 
anything. So um, this song just checks all of the boxes for me, like I said, in my how I relate to it and not how I relate, but how much I like it Mm -hmm. and everything. So 10. Awesome. Love it. Keep listening along with us. Check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast. Give us your thoughts. How many old cardigans under someone's bed do you get this song? Also, remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Woohoo! Next episode, we will be checking out Champagne Problems from her newest album, Evermore. That's our first Evermore song? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like she knew not to do an A or a B song for our benefit. For this podcast. Just for this podcast. She listens, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. At this point. This is very exciting. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. See you next time.